I imagine that Mary kept singing this song all throughout her life. That's what this gospel text is. It's a song. And I imagine it returning to her lips again and again. I can hear her singing it as a lullaby to her children, humming it under her breath as she does the wash by hand and grinds grain for bread, singing it out on the dusty road as she walks to Jerusalem with her neighbors. I see Mary teaching her kids the harmonies to this, the Magnificat, even before they can really hold a tune, and then reminding them of their parts as they get older, coaxing it out of them, insisting that they create this beautiful thing together. It's a song she receives And I have to believe it's a song she passes on, not just to us through scripture, but to everyone she meets. I met a bit of Mary, or of this side of her, years ago now on a dark night in New Hampshire. My husband Jesse and I were 23, And we rode our bikes through the cold rain to the next town over for a concert. Pete Seeger, who was then 88 years old and going so strong, was playing there with his grandson, Tao. And it was a a phenomenal show in every way. The the energy in the concert hall was, was palpable, almost vibrating. But it was towards the end that I experienced what I would now call the grace of Mary. Pete announced that he was going to shift from performing songs to leading them. And he said that he needed us to join him and asked that we sing in four-part harmony. He began and... We all sang with him. But halfway through the first verse, he stopped abruptly. And I remember seeing him, uh, he shook his head, he was grinning, but his voice had a stern edge to it. That was all unison, he called out. And I asked you to sing in harmony. Let's try again. So he paused and he started over, and to my astonishment, everyone listened. We listened to him and we listened to each other, and suddenly all 800 of us had split into four parts. Our voices filling the space, soaring up to a ceiling well higher than this one. Sometimes we need to be taught to sing. Sometimes the joy that is in us needs to be coaxed out into the open. This is what Mary teaches. 
begging it from us by her courageous example. My soul magnifies the Lord, she sings. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. She magnifies God. That is, she makes it easier for others to glimpse God. She rejoices. The the core of her being celebrates the Holy One. It is miles away from describing an emotional state, from just being happy or optimistic. Mary points us to a kind of joy that resides in the whole gathered body. She does not tell us to smile. She does not instruct us to feel happy. She shows us how to practice rejoicing. How to sing out in a way that makes God a little bigger, a little more present. The thing about Mary, though, about her teaching us this way, is that her rejoicing does not come only with the good. Yes, in the moment that she first sings this song, it is in response to the angel's visit. But that news was both good and terrifying. It was a huge honor and a great burden. It was a gift that would also break her heart. We don't often hear the fullness of that story when when we hear her song in Advent or in a Christmas pageant. At those times when we're more commonly encountering Mary's story, there's a danger that she can become almost two-dimensional, a caricature of perfection and purity. But long after that first time she sang this song, and the surprising joy of the angel's announcement, I believe she kept singing. Not just when the kids were little, but but maybe also when she was fed up with Jesus because he ditched the family to stay behind at the temple in Jerusalem. I wonder if she sang the day after she reprimanded him to do something about this wedding reception gone awry in Cana. Hardly meek, Mary was fiery. She knew what needed to be done. And still, she sang. She practiced this way of rejoicing of helping others to see God more clearly. I see this again at the end, as Mary stands at the foot of the cross. She wails, she laments, she she rails against the violent empire. She stands there watching as the grief that has been foretold her does, in fact, unfold. Her son dying at the hands of those who would not receive his love. And still, 
following that day, I wonder if she continues to sing. I wonder if even in the shadow of the tomb, she sings this song, magnifying God, rejoicing for the grace given, even there, even before he rises. She has been pondering this way in her heart for decades. Hers is a practice that creates a deep well in her soul, the kind of well that keeps strengthening you through it all. My hunch is that even then, Mary keeps on singing. Mary invites us to join in this song, to join in this unlikely, costly rejoicing, because she too was taught to sing it. Mary did not write this song. It's not just hers. She did not make it up whole cloth. It's the song of her foremothers. We hear bits of it in the song of Hannah way back in the first book of Samuel. And Mary adds to it. She makes it her own and passes it on. Mary was taught to sing in response to fear and wonder and sorrow and joy. And she teaches us to do the same. She gets that we are also complex, that our lives are this complicated jumble of sorrow and beauty. We're not always happy, not always at our best, not necessarily skilled in this work of following Jesus. But she knows we can sing. Whether in key or not, it doesn't matter. She believes that we can rejoice through all of life together. It's a practice that that we're taught and that we pass on, this way of stepping up to sing out in harmony, to insist that, yes, our very souls magnify the Lord, that, yes, our spirits choose to rejoice in God who makes us whole. So, yes, So what if we're singing through masks and across live strings with iffy Wi-Fi? Yes, it may be a long while until we're back all together as we most want to be. And still, we come and we give what we have to help God be magnified, to be made more visible to everyone we encounter. And still, we sing out. We do it because it's a gift we've been given, this practice that can become our way of life. We are a people who come together to rejoice.